Day 14, Psalm 14. Hello and welcome everybody to 40 Days in the Psalms with Jesus. We've been taking this journey from Psalm 1 all the way to 40, um, which will end sometime around Easter. Uh, Just focusing our hearts and our minds on the victory of Jesus Christ over sin, hell, and the grave. It's central to our faith and the reason why we can know that our God has conquered death and that he's good for the rest of what he said. It's the difference between Jesus and everyone else who claims to have been a divine figure. Jesus rose from the dead, and it would have done a lot of his enemies a lot of good if they could have just proved conclusively that he didn't, but they weren't able to because he did. And it still resounds through history. And we've been taking this walk through the prayer worship book of uh, the Bible, the book of Psalms. It's pretty much right, forms the middle of your Bible. 150 prayers and worship songs and so on to God that were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Many of them written by David and then a bunch of other other authors are involved. And so uh, we just take one psalm, we read it together, and then we just have a little commentary on it and some suggestions about how you might pray. So let's dive in, okay? Today we're in Psalm 14. If you want to follow along at home, Psalm 14, or if we find you driving or at the gym or whatever, uh, welcome, and uh, I'll be reading it. You just follow along. So Psalm 14 ESV reads like this. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Have they no knowledge, all the evildoers who eat up my people as they eat up bread and do not call upon the Lord? There they are in great terror, for God is with the generation of the righteous. You would shame the plans of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice and let Israel be glad. Does anyone see what's going on here? (laughs) Have you ever wondered that? Fairness and justice are so central to who we are as people, are they not? And in a world where it often seems like evil goes unpunished, left and right, it can be discouraging, and after a while it leaves us feeling lost, at least it does me. Psalm 14 is one example of something that was central to the experience of God's people, Israel. They often wondered if God knew about all the injustice and suffering that was being visited upon them, not just by anyone, but by people who had no love for God. Jesus, of course, lived this out in his own experience as well. It was kind of a microcosm of everything that had happened to Israel happened to Jesus. The more clearly he showed the love and presence of God to the people around him, the more intensely he was hated and persecuted by his enemies It seemed like they had the last word when they put him to death unjustly, but it was God who had the final say when he was raised three days later exactly as he had said he would be. You would shame the plans of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge, says our psalm. No matter what situation has you wondering right now whether God sees and cares, 
you can look to Jesus and especially his resurrection from the dead and know that not only does he see, but he already has the victory. Some things we will not see this side of heaven, but one thing we know for sure, we will all one day stand before the judgment seat of the same Jesus Christ. And in the words of Psalm 14, when the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice and let Israel be glad. So I don't know how you might respond to this psalm. It makes a great one if you're feeling that God just doesn't understand or doesn't see either the difficult situation you're or unjust situation that you're in, or if you wonder if he doesn't understand the shape that our world is in. But even if you're not feeling that way, uh, one thing I thought you might be able to, uh, one way we might be able to respond in prayer to the psalm was to begin to thank the Lord that not only does he see every situation in your life um, that was not right, but he lived through unjust treatment as well. I don't know how often you think about that, but I try to. Instead of doing what I do, and maybe you've done the same, which is jump to accusing God of not understanding or not seeing, I try to remember that not only does he see, but he lived through it. He experienced it. And in his Holy Spirit, he experiences it in some way along with me when when we're going through it. So he lived through unjust treatment as well. And I try to receive, and you could too, receive the healing that is here for you as you surrender revenge and justice to Jesus where they belong. Jesus can handle those things. Those situations where you were hurt are unjust things in the world. They're not just going away into the air. Uh, they're going into the attention and care of God. He holds the whole world in his hands. And um, he will put things to right. It was his promise and his resurrection from the dead, as well as his crucifixion on our behalf, are proof of that or down payments on that. All right, guys, thank you so much. Um, so glad to have had you here today, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.